All right, so our podcast today is a little bit about something called a fusion procedure. I do a lot of fusion procedures for the hand, and I thought it would be good to just have a little bit of a uh, podcast that explains what a fusion procedure is, why we do fusion procedures, and who might be a candidate for a fusion procedure. A fusion procedure is any procedure that we're doing where we are actually eliminating a joint. That means taking one bone that would be articulating with another bone and taking away that articulation or taking away the joint and replacing it with a fusion, essentially a bony bridge across that joint. Let's use an injury to the wrist as an example. Let's say somebody falls off of a roof, lands on their outstretched hand, and they completely destroy their wrist. There's so many pieces and fractures in there that we really can't fix it anymore. As a result, they end up with this very painful and stiff joint. Well, an alternative to trying to fix that joint or to try to restore the cartilage, which honestly we don't have great answers for, will be to fuse it. So you take the bones of the forearm and you essentially connect them through a bony bridge to the bones of the wrist and the hand. You're eliminating that painful wrist joint and as a result, the patient doesn't have any pain. So this essentially is just a trade-off. You no longer have a painful wrist, but the exchange for that is you can't move that wrist as well anymore. So a fusion procedure is essentially an alternative to a joint replacement surgery. So why don't we do a joint replacement surgery for the elbow or the wrist? Well, the fact of the matter is the results of those surgeries aren't as good as the results of a fusion procedure. The results of joint replacement surgery for the hip and knee, of course, are fantastic. And the shoulder also, they're excellent. But the hand and wrist, not as good. And the elbow, for example, while a joint replacement surgery eliminates all the pain, you have an eight-pound lifting restriction for that elbow forever. So joint replacement is not great for all joints. So now you know what a fusion procedure is. It's any procedure where we are eliminating a joint in order to create a stable but non-painful union across what used to be an articulation or a joint. So that is a pretty big compromise. You're losing all of the range of motion of the joint in exchange for eliminating the pain. So how much of a compromise is it? Well, that really depends on the joint. And of course, it depends on the amount of pain that a patient's having. Let's just take a look at a couple of different joints as examples of how that compromise may be very different depending on where you do the fusion procedure. So let's use the elbow as an example. Let's say somebody has a really terrible injury to their elbow and all the cartilage is destroyed in there. That can be a devastating, life-changing type injury. So what do we do about that? Well, if we go down the road of a fusion, you really lose a ton of function. A fused elbow doesn't do that well. Think about it. What position are you going to fuse it in? You're going to fuse it in extension where the elbow's straight all the time? That doesn't work at all. How about if you fuse it at 90 degrees? Well, that works pretty great for some things, but getting clothes on and off is hard. And you probably can't eat unless you have a really long fork. So doing an elbow fusion is not a great operation. You'd really have to pretty terrible elbow with no other options before you went down that road. So let's consider the opposite extreme. Let's say the distal phalanx of the index finger or the last joint of the index finger. That joint does fantastic with a fusion. Say somebody has a really bad injury to that joint and they fractured it, the cartilage is ruined, it's got a painful and stiff joint anyway. Well, you do a fusion across it, patients lose almost no function. You lose just a little bit of motion of that distal phalanx. It's not a big deal at all. So there you can see by example, there are some joints that do really well with a fusion and some joints that you probably shouldn't fuse. It may not be entirely intuitive to understand which joints are going to do very well with a fusion. For example, wrist fusion, you would think that would be a tough one because you lose all the range of motion in your wrist. You can still pronate and supinate or twist your forearm, but you can't flex or extend your wrist anymore. Well, that seems like it'd be pretty debilitating, but 
fact of the matter is patients who get a wrist fusion typically have really painful and stiff wrists before the surgery. So they don't have much motion there anyway. And then you're going to eliminate all of their pain. So if we can put the wrist in a functional position, wrist fusions do great. When we're fusing a particular joint, we always consider what the patient's occupation is and what their hobbies are. So for example, if I'm doing a wrist fusion as a cyclist, I might put his wrist in a little bit more extension than if I was doing a wrist fusion for a pianist, for example. So let me very briefly explain how we do a fusion procedure. Essentially, we make an incision on the back of the hand or the back of the wrist, meaning not the palm side, the other side. We go down, we find the joint, we cut out all of the cartilage on both sides of the joint. We smash those two ends of the bone together and then we stabilize them either with pins or a wire or perhaps a small plate. We then allow those two bone ends to fuse together or heal together. That process usually takes six weeks and you're mobilized for that time. There usually isn't much rehab associated with a fusion procedure because we're really trying to get things to grow together or stiffen up. There's no motion that we're trying to restore. Okay, so now you know how we do the fusion procedure and what the rehab looks like. Let's talk a little bit more about some other considerations that we have to make when we're deciding to do a fusion. Now, something I'm always talking with patients about when we're considering a fusion procedure to eliminate the pain in a joint is, how much function am I going to lose? I want to be back to normal. People are having to make a compromise. They're losing that range of motion, but in exchange, they don't have a painful wrist anymore. So it's tough to talk to people about this because I have to usually say, hey, listen, you didn't come to me because your wrist is normal. You came to me because your wrist is a disaster. I'm not going to get you back to normal, but what I'm hoping to do is to get you back to your normal activities. Let's use an aggressive skier, for example. Say somebody had a bad crash 10 years ago. Now their wrist is completely jacked. They come into me and they're like, Eric, my wrist kills every time I plant my pole. I didn't even go skiing last week because my wrist hurt so bad. We might get an x-ray and look and see, oh my gosh, that wrist is terrible. Of course it hurts every single time you plant your pole. You have bone-on-bone arthritis in that wrist. At that point, I might suggest a wrist fusion. And the response I oftentimes get is, no, Eric, you don't understand. I'm an aggressive skier. I need to be able to plant my pole like I used to be able to. What I would tell a patient at that point is, I'm sorry, but that ship has sailed. When you broke your wrist 10 years ago, you essentially set yourself up for a terrible post-traumatic arthritis. That's what we're dealing with now. And as a result, you're never going to have a normal pole plant. I might tell this patient, listen, I can try an injection. We can wait and see how this thing does. But if it comes down to it and you still can't go skiing, why don't we just do a fusion? Because I guarantee it won't hurt afterwards and you'll still be able to go ski. Yeah, your pole plant might look a little different than the other side, but it's going to be a pole plant and you'll be up there on the hill. Almost every time I do a fusion procedure, I end up with a patient who's telling me, yeah, I really wish I had done this a long time ago. My wrist doesn't hurt anymore at all. So we've learned that wrist joint does really well. Distal phalanx does really well. Elbow does really terribly. Most other joints are somewhere in between that. Not all of them are great. And almost none of them are terrible. The fact of the matter is we're doing this usually for a terrible problem. Somebody who's already got a painful and usually a stiff joint anyway. So they can't move it before we're doing the operation. Now they just can't move it, but it doesn't hurt. So let's talk for a minute about who might be a candidate for a fusion procedure. If you listen to my previous podcast, I do a podcast on what is arthritis? Well, arthritis is degeneration in the joint. So fusion procedures, obviously, is one of our options for addressing that degeneration in a joint. That degeneration in the joint can become from regular osteoarthritis or post-traumatic arthritis or inflammatory arthritis. 
normally when I'm doing fusion procedures, it's either for osteoarthritis or for post-traumatic arthritis. And up here with my very active, healthy patient population, a lot of times it's post-traumatic arthritis. All of the examples I've given for this podcast are examples of post-traumatic arthritis, essentially degeneration of the joint that occurs after an injury. So which joints do well? Well, it's variable. The wrist does well. A lot of the joints in the hand can do very well. The thumb does great with fusion procedures. There are also surgeons who do fusion procedures for lower extremity problems as well, in particular around the foot. We've got a great specialist in our group who does some of these. However, I focus primarily on hand, elbow, and shoulder, so I don't do any lower extremity fusions. So that's kind of it about fusion procedures. We learned, number one, that fusion procedures are procedures where we're joining one bone with another bone in order to eliminate a painful joint. Patients who have fusion procedures are usually patients who have arthritis, and oftentimes that arthritis is post-traumatic in nature. We now know that a fusion procedure is an alternative to a joint replacement in joints where joint replacement doesn't do that well. We learned that the recovery after a fusion procedure is typically around six weeks, similar to healing a fracture. We also learned that fusion procedures at the end of the day typically do really well. The results are very satisfying, and as a matter of fact, these are some of my happiest patients. So thank you very much for listening. I hope you have learned something about fusion procedures. Hopefully this is a little bit less foreign and a little bit more understandable with regard to how this might be a great option for a degenerative joint in the upper extremity. 